0: you're listening to the prayer storm podcast we pray that this teaching blesses you challenges you and equips you leaving you ignited for all that god has for you don't forget to check out james Ladderin's book life on fire which is out now you can find this and more at prayerstorm.org or you can click the link in the description below Welcome to another Life on Fire discussion. Hopefully, you would have seen the last one, which was the boys. But this time, it's the ladies' turn. So I want you to say a big hello to Anna Tran. Hello. And Stacy Risa. Hello. Actually, Stacy Risa is our pastor, right, Anna? Yes, Aww. she is. <laughs> so, so we're gonna behave and um, talk about very godly things today. But you, you know, this is this is an amazing book. I if I do say so myself, obviously, my husband wrote it, but it's so much of what we believe in, what um, what we believe in as a community, but also yes. a couple. There's so much of our journey here. But um, yeah, so we're going to be covering some amazing and scary topics today, yeah. which, you know, some of them, some of them aren't really you know, they can feel a bit, like, taboo, especially for women, especially when it comes to things like lust, yeah. pornography, mm-hmm. because, of course, women don't struggle with these things. We're just, mm-hmm. you know, oh, so innocent. And in Jesus' name, he will restore our innocence yes. and Amen. continues to. It does
1: cover really heavy topics, but mm-hmm. there's so much hope in it. Yes, yeah. so true. And just such um, a gospel-centered way of bringing people. You know, the, the, the gospel is, the message of yeah. Jesus is, He calls us out of darkness into the glorious light, into the kingdom of his son. Mm -hmm. And so to me, even though it is heavy topics around, you know, a lot of the cultural sins of our day that so many of us have struggled with or so many people that we love, you know, are still still in, not yet in the kingdom of God. That like anything that comes with Jesus, there's mm. there's not just the truth, but there's such grace. There is this divine empowerment, this divine way out, mm. so that we can leave darkness and walk in the light as He is in the light. Mm. So I loved, yeah. absolutely loved reading, and the way that James just kind of presents both the grace and truth side yeah. of um mm. of this message was really impacting.
0: Yeah, and I, I love I love how you put that when when we were discussing before, um, even even the the way out even even being able to discern between the way out of darkness because darkness can be a little bit confusing nowadays mm-hmm. or may, maybe it was back back yeah. when but you look at it and it's almost like there's white there's black and then there's a lot of gray area very true yeah and and many and many times you are kind of like well is that black is mm-hmm. that white mm-hmm. and um and this scripture really sums up even it says Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So when you even break that down, you look at it, it says every weight and sin. Yeah. Because not every weight is always a sin, Mm -hmm. but every sin is a weight. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we even have to say, actually what is a weight what a weight is for me in my life Mm -hmm. might not be a weight for Anna in your Mm -hmm. life. Yeah,
2: so good. So good. And I remember like when I first like heard James kind of talk about this thing, I was like, oh my goodness, I've never read like I've read this my whole life. How have I never like seen the difference between like weight and sin? Mm -hmm. Um just being really clear that weight is not always sin Mm -hmm. and that sin Mm -hmm. is always a weight, but Mm -hmm. weight is not always sin. And so there's this difference of what is weight for me and what is weight for somebody else. And then um just after first hearing him talk about that on press storm and it was in the Nazarite school, which mm. is all about consecration. So I remember just being like, what does this even mean to me? Like what is a weight in my life? Like what is different between me and somebody else? And what is this journey that I need to go on? And I just didn't know what any of it meant. And I think that's the amazing thing is that we get to like really welcome the Holy Spirit into showing us like what are the weights mm-hmm. in our lives because we can't actually like compare mm. ourselves to other people and yeah. be like oh, this person does that, so I should do that. Or this person does that, so I should do that. And then we have, the like, rights and wrongs of all this mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, when actually weights need to be highlighted by Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. we need to, like, ask him in and go on this journey with him. And I think what I love about this chapter particularly that we're looking at, like, chapter six, is I just love that James, um, he actually highlights things that could be weights. Like, and he's like, hey, consider mm-hmm. these things that maybe you've not thought about because they're really normal and everybody does them. Yeah. But consider this in, like, your journey as a, as a Christ follower, as a, as somebody who, who carries like the image of Christ, like what is the impact of these things on, on your run and on your race and on like our ability to engage in the greater like warfare and the greater things that Christ is calling us to engage in. So I've just loved kind of reading this again and just being reminded like, oh man, I actually have come a long way, like from, it must've been like, Five, four, five or five years ago wow where, yeah well I was like what's a weight
0: no I I, I <laughs> do know? remember, do remember? I, I do remember you sharing a testament would you share yeah. would you share that testament of, oh. of just a weight that you hadn't oh shared with yeah. the school <laughs> there's probably been quite a few <laughs> um but one of the really big things that
2: I remember um and I think now I'm kind of, I don't know if embarrassed, embarrassed is not the right word. It's just like, oh my gosh, how did I not see that? It's so obvious. <laughs> but at that time, I just didn't. like. So um, growing up, I was an avid fan of Harry Potter. Like, I'm not going to like pretend I wasn't. I absolutely adored that like world and the series and the characters and the books. And I think I was the generation as well that grew up with Harry Potter. So actually, the age of the characters grew at the same age as I did and my peers did and so we used to like read the books during science class under the desk (laughs) and like it was such a part of our lives and um and science was so boring and science science was (laughs) (laughs) science was boring and history was boring as well and I I loved history um anyway and so what kind of I guess just started as like um I guess cultural norm and Mm -hmm. um Something that was interesting in that time of our lives, and something that drew our friends together, and it was you know we didn't have we didn't have YouTube back then, yes, yeah. and that that old, not that old, but anyway, um it became something much more than that in my life. I think um mm. I found myself going through university age and into my young adulthood, um really escaping to this magical world of that was not like this world, and
0: mm.
2: in some ways, I was really drawn to the stories of like light and darkness and that mm. story. But obviously, much deeper things were lurking underneath yeah. that. Of yeah. Very obviously now, witchcraft. But I couldn't, I don't understand why I couldn't see that back then. It, it's actually am, uh, amazing to me that when I look back, I didn't see that. Like, yeah. it wasn't what was on my mind. Um, and then I remember I was at a Nazarite school um, three years ago, maybe two years ago, pre-pandemic. Um, yeah. And you were talking about a dream that you had um, about... Um, it was along the lines of God asking, oh, talking about what will you lay down for the next generation or something mm. like that. And I remember God just impressing so hard on me, like, will you lay down mm. Harry Potter? And it sounds mm. so small, but it was my place of safety and it was my place of, I, I would say that next to like my love for Jesus was probably my love for these characters mm. and my love for this story. Like, um, and I knew probably the second thing I knew the most about <laughs> was that world. Anyway, um, and I remember like you that like Holy Spirit just really impressing on to me like, Anna, will you let this go? And then I realized the struggle and the hold it had on me mm. um, because I just found it so difficult to say yes. Mm. And that really then highlighted in my spirit. Something's not right here. Like this is this is just mm. a story like this is mm-hmm. just a mm-hmm. DVD like this is it shouldn't even have this hold on me. Why am I struggling with this? Like, mm-hmm. but I was like going home, talking to one of my friends actually crying because i was like i don't even know how to let this go like i know what god is asking of me but this is mm. so hard and i'm so scared and i know that this is wrong because it shouldn't be like this i know that it has a demonic hold on me like yeah. and it just came through a very mm. simple story mm. like very simple films not simple obviously but disguised um yeah. it took we were in the middle of the night because it's nazarite school, so it was like 3 a.m in the morning <laughs> i go home and um i knew that something was up because god had actually highlighted it Um, and told me and showed me this is an access point. But I just wasn't ready at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I came home that night and found my Harry Potter DVDs and just laid them in front of me. And the struggle was real. It was Mm -hmm. like warfare over my soul. And I could not, my logical cognitive brain was like, what is happening? Like my spirit was in like absolute Mm -hmm. turmoil. Um, And I was like sobbing, which is crazy. It didn't stop until I went out of the house to the black bin. Couldn't put it to, like, the bin inside the house. It had to be to the black bin outside and drop it into the bin. Once I mm-hmm. dropped it into the bin, it just broke like that. Like yeah. And I was like, whoa! like I could breathe all of a sudden. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, that was such a spiritual stronghold in my life. That was such mm-hmm. a weight in my life. Um, and then, like, now I feel I see also, I see so much clearly now. Mm-hmm. And then I think the next week we were praying into, like, Praying against witchcraft, and I was like, I would have absolutely no authority to pray, like, come against witchcraft when I have this in my life in such a treasured place Mm -hmm. in my home. Like, um, it was God's grace that like led me to that place of just what may not sound like a big surrender to like the outside world, but that's the thing, isn't it? Right, that's what weights are like. Mm, Different weights Mm -hmm. like weigh down different people at different times, and so that was like massive for me. Um, and I've never looked back. Like. I've never looked back. I haven't yeah. watched or seen or anything like completely disengaged.
0: And now I feel like I can see things so much clearly. clearly. It, but, yeah. And something you said actually really struck me about, about how you were kind of like, it's so obvious to me now yes. what that actually, this is witchcraft, this, yes. this wasn't good. It's literally in the title. <laughs> like. Yeah, but but you found something sweet in it and it mm. and and it reminds me of even the opening of the chapter is actually a story about mm. when I was a teen when I was a teenager um I was just in the center of Piccadilly mm. um just I just shopped and got a new top or something and was just resting and watching the fountains before I decided to take the bus home and some some guy some a couple of guys were just came into like the the fountain's bit And I just had a feeling that that one guy is going to approach me. Mm. And then he looks around. He doesn't see me. And I kind of like, I'm like, don't make eye contact. Because, you know, Mm. you get approached in Piccadilly by all types of people, especially me. I attract every personality. It's just crazy. And then he just walks across and it's like he doesn't see me. I was like, (sighs) Mm. bullet dodged. A couple of minutes later, he comes back and comes straight for me, even Mm. though he didn't see me. But it was something, it wasn't something natural. It was something spiritual. And he comes to me and he's like, here, take a Kit Kat. I'm like, no, thanks. And mm. he's like, no, take it, take it. And there's this the, there's this struggle with the mm. British politeness, right? Yeah. Of, of, I don't want to be yeah. rude. So I was like, and, and as I looked in his eyes, as I was saying, no, his pupils glowed red physically. It wasn't like I was having wow. a vision. His That's eyes physically glowed red, his pupils. Mm. And I was like, I'm just going to, yeah. Okay. Right. I'll take it. And he walked. And it walked away. And and I was like, there is no way I'm eating this. What? Wow. On? It was fully sealed. I'm like, there is something not right about this. I didn't understand mm. anything mm-hmm. that was going on. I was just like, and and I got on the bus, and I was just like, I was just like, I I can't throw it in the bin. Mm-hmm. Just I had this almost not fear, just consciousness that someone could eat this, and mm-hmm. there's something with this. Mm-hmm. So I got on the bus. Put it on the floor. I was, like, I, I, I wrestled with this because I was like, I don't want to litter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I have cleaned up communities with those picker things, mm. and I, I, picked up things after people. But I just, I knew it was spiritual. I needed to throw it down. I needed to trample it. So I trampled it and trampled it and trampled it. So it was unrecognizably chocolate. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was just like a mixture of foil and chocolate. And but the thing was, there was something sinister in something sweet. Yeah. And you even. You even look at Samson's life yeah. of actually his his own struggle. You know his his calling was different to other people's. Mm-hmm. He had um, a crazy amount of anointing on his strength. Mm-hmm. The power of God was on his life, and the power of God is on our, all our lives in a mm-hmm. unique way. That mm-hmm. actually we all have consecrations that we're called to things that we can't. Yeah. And when and when he broke his consecration you You even found that his consecration was not to touch wine mm. not to go near dead a dead thing and not to cut his hair mm. and what even even in his riddle that he gave he found something sweet and something dead mm. and actually that was a breaking of his consecration going yeah. near something dead and it makes me even think of actually the yeah. Harry Potter thing we can yeah. be so deceived because actually mm. it's wrapped in something sweet yeah like witchcraft yeah. has been wrapped in something yeah, sweet 100%. which which gives me even the fear of the Lord, even on my own children's lives. And I'm kind of like, right, what is in my own life? Actually, what is around in my life wrapped in something Mm -hmm. that looks sweet? Mm -hmm. It looks Mm -hmm. innocent. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Would you like to add to that, Stacey? Mm -hmm.
1: I think it it makes me think of like the concept of compromise. Because, you know, we've we've heard the statement, don't compromise with the enemy. Mm -hmm. Well, if you think about what does compromise mean, Mm -hmm. it means something is good to both parties. There's two Mm -hmm. parties involved. And a compromise is something is good for me, and something is good for the person that I'm negotiating with, right? right. And I know we've we've have this statement, you know, no no toleration for Jezebel, right? And it means it means that where those there's mm. those gray areas of it's mm. unclear, yeah. um, where we're going to lean in for greater discernment and say, does it slow me down? Does it help my relationship with God, or does yeah, it so hinder? And then even in areas where we're maybe not clear to us personally, like seeking counsel, what have other people's experiences been? What have, mm-hmm. you know, has this led somebody that we love down a path mm-hmm. that um, and we're just being arrogant and thinking mm-hmm. we can play with the same fire and end up in a different de- destination? Mm-hmm. So I think it, it takes definitely knowledge of God's written word to know mm-hmm. what's a sin, yeah. you know, and then when the weight comes in, because mm-hmm. sin trips us up. Sin can cause us to fall, Mm. but weights slow us down. And if we want to run the race that God has called us to, Mm -hmm. we want to run. We want to get as far in God as we possibly can, you know. And so that takes discernment, and it takes leaning in, and it takes community. It takes hearing stories like Mm. these of people who've Mm -hmm. gone down certain paths, and they say, don't go down that (laughs) path. There is destruction down that path because we know that when the enemy wants us to compromise, Mm -hmm. he's wanting our destruction. He's always wanting to kill, steal, and destroy. Mm -hmm. He's always wanting to deceive. But God's ways, the ways that are narrow and even Mm -hmm. seem hard, they lead to life. They lead to peace, peace with God, peace with ourselves, peace Mm. with others. They lead to joy. Mm-hmm. They lead to right standing, righteousness. Mm-hmm. And so when we first hear things like this, it, sometimes mm-hmm. it's good to just like come above the actual issue, mm-hmm. pornography, lust, um, mm-hmm. witchcraft, and just remember the big picture, okay? Yeah. God has my best interest in mind. Yeah. Yeah. God's way leads to life. And I'm just going to say, Lord, I commit to your way. And I commit to the details of your way. Mm. And I commit to leaning in to walk the narrow way that you've given me and finding out, you know, what that means in the cultural nuances and the opportunities of of what's normal for our society. But what takes a renewed mind to be Mm -hmm. different Mm -hmm. than the world Mm -hmm. and learning that for each other so we can all run the race mm-hmm. that God has for us and experience mm-hmm. depths of God's love and experience yeah. depths of, you see, because mm-hmm. the thing is sin, God loves us even when we're in sin, yeah. but sin mm-hmm. hinders our ability to perceive the love of God. Yeah. And sin hinders our ability to communicate with the God that loves us. Yeah. So God's love for us doesn't change. Change. It's, he always loves us to the max, right? Mm-hmm. But our ability to walk in his ways or yeah. not, or rebel against his ways, mm-hmm. it impacts our, our own perception of God. Yeah. Sin dulls our perception of God. Yes. Oh, yeah. And weights slow us down from being able to experience greater depths yeah. and heights and width and breadth of his mm. love for us. Mm. So don't compromise. Yeah. And don't forget, like, you're in a culture where, like you said, where everything is normal, but just because, mm-hmm. like Paul said, just because it's permissible mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's beneficial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just because something is okay, and that's where the weight mm-hmm. comes in, like you were saying, it's like, this could be a weight, this could slow me down because it's going to be a distraction. Yeah. I mean, even when Paul and a uh, First Corinthians seven, you know, he's he's addressing should should they be married or should they stay single. So he's Mm -hmm. trying to like speak into this turmoil, and people are like, well, we should stay single, like Paul, and other people like, well, I really want to get married, and then some people were like, well, I just became a Christian and I'm already married to an unbeliever. What do I do? You know, and and so he's trying to address these real issues, and he kind of sums up to me what I feel like even some of the weight questions. You know, is this a weight? Is this a sin? What's happening? He says he sums up this whole chapter. He says, I'm saying this for your benefit, not to place restrictions on you. I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord best with as few distractions as possible. Mm -hmm. So it's like, again, come up to the big picture. Yeah, Like don't get caught in like, what's going to help you serve the Lord the best Mm. with Mm -hmm. as few distractions as possible? Because your life Mm -hmm. is not about fitting in Mm -hmm. and your life is not about pleasure. Mm -hmm. Your life is not about temporary gain. Your life is about living here on planet earth in this rich relationship with God and making him known to the world around you. Mm -hmm. So do that with as few distractions as possible. And that doesn't mean that we never watch TV or that we never have fun (laughs) or that we never, you know, socialize. But keep the main thing the main thing. Okay. Like you're trying to sort details, but the main thing's not even right. You don't even know what the purpose Mm -hmm. of your life is. The purpose of your life is a rich relationship with God and to fulfill the purpose of God. And Mm -hmm. I think sometimes, especially as new believers, we get like, you get caught up on these little niggered Mm -hmm. and you're missing the heart of God. Mm -hmm. You're missing the big epic plan of God. Mm -hmm. And you can't make sense of the details of do's and don'ts until you have a revelation. Mm -hmm of how good God is and how much Mm -hmm. he loves you and how epic his plan is. If you try to make, you know, it's like Ephesians is divided into two parts. The Mm -hmm. first part of Ephesians is this glorious revelation of everything Christ has done for us. Right. Mm -hmm. This overwhelming, these unlimited glorious resources, you know, uh, resources God has, the resurrection power, the power of the Holy Spirit. And then the second half of Ephesians is the do's and don'ts, the behavior Mm -hmm. that's meant to flow Mm -hmm. from the revelation of what Christ has done. And I think think it's it's very common, like Christians get hung up on the do's and the don'ts without a revelation Mm -hmm. that's meant to fuel their behavior, their consecration. Um, God's plan is good. His way is narrow and hard, but Mm -hmm. it leads to life. Yeah, and everything yeah. he asks of us is because he has our best interest in mind. He's not mm-hmm. just trying to be like in First John, it says his commands aren't burdensome. Mm-hmm. He's not just up there as a taskmaster, just wanting yeah. us to be awkward in the world. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, I'm going to yeah. see, see how awkward these kids can be in these social settings <laughs> and in this school. See, I'm just going to make it terribly awkward for them. He's trying to protect us from the mm-hmm. enemy of our soul mm-hmm. that's prowling around like a roaring lion seeking mm-hmm. whom he may devour. Yeah and God is wanting to protect us in his love and lead mm. us to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So keep the main thing, the main mm-hmm. thing. Definitely. It really makes me think about
2: when um James is writing in he's talking about consecration and he's like, what are well, you consecrated from, but what are you, who are you consecrated to? Or yeah. what mm-hmm. are you consecrated mm-hmm. to, isn't it? That yes. that bigger picture. And if we are like you said not spurred on by revelation of who he is first and foremost, it can all become very legalistic and it can yeah. all become very yep. like do do this, don't do that, do this, don't mm-hmm. do that and you just miss like yeah who it is that it's all for Mm -hmm. like all of it Mm -hmm. is for this king who is worthy and to actually like just through my own testimony of like laying down those things even though at that time was like felt like such a loss it's not a loss at all like everything Mm -hmm. is everything is like nothing in comparison to Christ like in comparison to like just looking back over my last four years five years with a much more consecrated way of living like from things and to to him like I would never trade that off for anything else Mm -hmm. but having and it all started with that Mm -hmm. call of like Mm -hmm. will you what will you lay down not just for yourself like Mm -hmm. but for him and for the next generation like yeah but there are there are things that God calls us to in our life that Mm. actually we we may the reality of that Hebrews 12 verse is actually quite Mm. full-on because there's a race right like that means that there is a purpose, there's an assignment, there's a goal, there's a yeah. something yeah. that you are meant to fulfill. Mm-hmm. Just because you're on a race doesn't mean you're necessarily going to finish the race. Ooh. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to reach the prize, oh, yeah. right? And I think, mm-hmm. like, we're so, sometimes as Christians, like, so, everything's so, like, like God is full of grace he is full of love but a bit fluffy <laughs> and a bit like oh just because we're like we're loving Jesus loving the world it's all gonna be good like <laughs> you'll be fine like yeah, yeah. yeah you are gonna be loved by God no matter what yeah but you can actually miss out on the assignment of your life mm, and like yeah and and what your life is supposed to usher into this world for yeah. not just for you but for the generations to come through you or and yeah. um, because of you and and it doesn't mean you have to be like some really famous well-known person but like like we can actually miss out on God's assignment and what he wants to do in our lives. And I think that like reality Mm. of, of God, I could actually not finish this race and like, I could turn up before you and having not finished what you've asked of me because I was too caught up in what I wanted to do and too caught up in like what was comfortable for my flesh, comfortable because it was socially normal, like Mm. made me more like, like, like made it more easy for me to Mm -hmm. assimilate to the culture. Like, I could stand before him and be like, "I was really well assimilated in culture, but I didn't actually complete the race that you set before me." And I know, right? (laughs) That really woke me up, um, and still probably keeps me up a little bit Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) just to think. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. I, I, I even tying in so much of what you two have said together. Right at the beginning of what you were saying, you were talking about compromise Mm -hmm. being like a negotiation, Mm -hmm. which, which is actually a little bit scary. Do I? Do I negotiate oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> do do mm-hmm. I negotiate with my purity, mm-hmm. and what is the cost of that and mm-hmm. and I was actually I remember years ago me and James had just got married, and we literally had nothing, so going to the cinema was a really expensive trip. It was like going on yeah, yeah. holiday <laughs> 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 it was and and i um and I remember we went to see this movie, and I picked it. I thought it was a kid's movie and it really wasn't no and it, and I should have known by the title it wasn't but um but I don't even know the title I don't even remember the title now but um but when we went out like it was obvious that this wasn't going to be good but but i remember going in and we paid a price yeah. to see that movie mm. and it and it felt like a very hefty price and mm. and it was like this is this is all our date night money and mm. and we were sat in the movie and the language was disgusting it was like i was feeling sick mm. listening to this movie but in it i'm like forcing myself and then we're like quarter of the way through it or something mm. i was like maybe half an hour in and i'm like and i'm almost shaking like like mm. oh, this language is so disgusting, but I paid a price to be here, mm. and then, and then our me and James kept turning to each other, like, <sighs> mm. like forcing ourselves to sit through something, and because of the because of the money, because mm. of the cost it was to us, and then I was just like, you know what? Let's just leave. It'll make a great preaching story one day. <laughs> <laughs> and he did, he did, he did use it. We warned people not to see that movie, but, mm. but we, but it, it made me, it made me think actually actually at what cost, yeah. what's the cost of my purity? Mm. Do I wanna compromise m- my purity because of this? And I, and I started asking myself this when I watched entertainment and it would get to a point or, or maybe I knew the film wasn't great. Maybe I knew that there was a scene in it and I was like, maybe I'll just skip that scene or maybe, you know what, I'll be fine. But I'd always ask myself this question at the beginning of a movie that was either questionable or I'd be in the middle of a movie and it became questionable yeah. or, or any kind of it or even a conversation with mm-hmm. someone and it could have turned to gossip or something like that. And I'd be like, is this worth compromising my purity over? Mm-hmm. Is it worth water- mm-hmm. watering down? Is it worth the time and repentance it's going to take after? I'm, te- yeah. I'm telling you, I've watched a lot of movies in my lifetime that I've spent more time repenting over than actually watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's a distraction. Yeah. And, and these are
1: things that we want to lay aside. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And we're also in a relationship with a Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah. And this Holy Spirit, this precious anointing, yeah. this Godhead living inside of us mm-hmm. can actually be grieved Yeah, by the things that we consume. Yeah. And I believe sometimes I believe the grieving is, is part because he knows the life we're called to. You know, yeah. in, in Ephesians, it says, um, I beg you, lead a life worthy, worthy. of this mm-hmm. high calling mm-hmm. in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so when we're consuming things mm-hmm. that are going to, it's going to affect our imagination. It's mm-hmm. going to affect our appetites, our desires. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, You know, because these things like music and videos and um mm-hmm books these are these in themselves they they don't maybe there's nothing wrong with them but they have an influence over our desires and our affections yes, so and so then it can even become those things like we're listening to music about relationships all the time it's like mm. music can be a vehicle it's like you're getting in a car and this yeah. is taking you somewhere it's taking your affections mm. somewhere it's taking your imagination somewhere mm. and so before you know it you yep. are like obsessed with having to have sex or having to have a relationship because something about that that what you've been consuming yeah. has affected your appetite. Yeah. And you have to be so careful of those appetites because we know yeah. about humans is mm. the most of the time humans get what they want. Yeah. So like what you actually want, mm. you can see, I mean, maybe you're, maybe people are listening and think, oh, I never get what I want. But but you have like <laughs> desires and imaginations mm. that are taking you somewhere. Yeah. Um leading you on a pursuit of some sort. Mm, yeah. And so so guarding your heart and guarding the, the presence of the Holy Spirit in you and not grieving him is because he has this high calling mm. and he knows that you were made for the things of God. That's yeah. why Colossians 3 says, you know, set your mind on the things above, not on the things beneath. Yeah, uh, Because your real life, it says, yeah. is hidden with Christ in God. So there's this real life that we're called to. It's this life of union and fellowship Mm -hmm. with God. It's this life of power and authority over principalities and darkness Mm -hmm. and every spiritual being we have been seated with Christ in these heavenly places. And so we have to be just allegiant to God in our affections, our desires, our choices, so we can live the life of authority that he's called us to live and not grieve this Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. that we Mm -hmm. are in covenant relationship with. Mm-hmm. who knows what's best for us and mm-hmm. doesn't like a parent doesn't mm-hmm. always have to explain mm-hmm. why the answer's no Right. I mean, how many right. times does a toddler ask a parent, why, why, why can't I have ice oh cream? Gosh. Why can't I do that? Why can't? And it's like their head can't wrap around the answer yep. to that. I mean, mm-hmm. you can spend all day explaining why they can't eat ice cream three times a day. <laughs> and they're not, they're not going to get it. And they're going to wake up again the next morning and they're going to ask the same questions, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the Holy Spirit, he's not entitled. He doesn't owe us an answer right? to every question mm-hmm. that we ask him about why we can't do something or why we can't have something. Yeah. But he's committed to our maturity. Yeah. Mm. And if we trust in him, he will lead us to the righteousness, mm-hmm. peace, mm.
0: and joy that yes. is in him. Yeah. So. Yeah. And and the thing, and even a key thing there is the Holy Spirit is committed to us. Yeah. And if yeah. the Holy Spirit is committed to us, that means that the Holy Spirit is willing to be a voice in those moments mm. of yeah. can I do this? Can't yeah, I do yeah, this? Yeah. And many times we go through reason before we ask the Holy Spirit. Yeah. and and sometimes we will reason- we can reason anything we want yeah, to well yeah, it's not yeah. that bad everyone's doing it. I don't see why right, right. but you know the the path of destruction is paved with good intentions, mm, right, mm-hmm. and you know paved with paved with compromise really yeah, yeah. and um but the Holy Spirit is always willing and always committed to letting us know actually mm. what is our personal consecration, what mm. is harmful to us, what is harmful to. Mm to us to to preventing us reaching the fullness of what we're called to mm-hmm. and and the walk of purity that the lord has for us in reaching those certain mm-hmm. those certain places i think like what
2: i'm thinking about as you guys are talking is um was the opposite to like compromise it, it is just full allegiance isn't it it's is, yeah, like full wow. surrender like mm-hmm. it's it's not really a conversation like it's not a negotiation. Mm-hmm. It is, it is a black and white decision of like, is God going to, is Jesus going to be Lord of your life or not? Mm. Is Holy Spirit going to be sovereign in your life or not? And, and it's, you know, it's easy, you know, with Western Christian culture to, to paint lots of flowers around that conversation and Mm. make it palatable and make it, oh, you can kind of have both. Like you're going to blah, blah, blah. Like, it's going to be great. You can put one foot here and one foot there. But the reality is that you can't, you can't straddle like yeah. mm. lordship like in your right. life like lord means lord yeah <laughs> king means king Um, you don't have two kings or two lords it's you not you otherwise they wouldn't be king and they wouldn't mm-hmm. be lord and so it is that question like like who 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 is your life surrendered to like who is mm. my life surrendered to um overall and in the moment to moment like in that moment to moment decision of do i listen to what holy spirit has said to me the question isn't Mm. do i agree with what holy spirit said Mm. to me or do i listen it's is holy spirit lord in my life yeah like that is the question like is he is is jesus king of my life yeah am i really surrendered like it's not a conversation and and it's not that he's like this overpowering lording person over us but but we are we are we have come into a relationship with a with with a king as well yeah. as a friend and a lover and a and a brother, like but yeah. he is, you know, that is that is the relationship we've come into yeah. with him. Um but I was also thinking about um why purity? Like, why do we talk about purity? What mm. is the drive of all of this? Um, apart from um seeing the fulfillings of of God in our lives. But I just think of like Jesus when he when he spoke in the Sermon of the Mountain, and he says, The pure of heart will see God. Yeah. And I just yeah. like oh man if we really get captured by the reality Mm -hmm. of that we can see God like (laughs) you lay everything down wouldn't you You you're just like I get to see him like I get to see him and what he's asking of me is is purity that feels like such a small cost Mm -hmm. to see him and see his face Mm -hmm.
0: and often we don't see because our sight is taken and what I mean by that is what when we're even talking about Mm-hmm. Jezebel's table, the food that we eat, many times it's in the fo- it is in the form of entertainment, it is in the form of music, it's mm-hmm. in the thought of gaming, especially. Oh my People gosh, can yeah. go days, days without sleep and just just game. Mm-hmm. And i I did that as a teenager. Oh my gosh. I could it was it was so easy and your life just wastes away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think one of the one of the strategies of the enemy so much is in entertainment and making us so drunk on entertainment because actually it's piercing mm. our imaginations mm. and our sight. And that's mm. how we that's how we perceive God many mm. times. Mostly, yeah. that's how we hear God through our imagination, through mm. our mind. Cause because God speaks at at the speed of thought, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So He He floods our, our minds with. And that's why it's so important that we're so we're reading the Bible. We're reading the Word. Mm-hmm. We're feeding ourselves. We're praying. We're praying in tongues, mm-hmm. and we're just filling ourselves with the things of the Spirit. And you find mm-hmm. you find after a while, I, um, you find after a while that well, actually, that there's something that James says. I don't even know if it's in the book. I have read the book, <laughs> but I don't know if it's in the book. But he says many times, you know, the Bible says deep calls and cries out to deep, mm-hmm. but actually shallow calls out to shallow. Mm-hmm. So you can yeah. spend your life yeah. in the shallow. You still have the longings of the deep, and you have those mm-hmm. moments where mm-hmm. you go in. But actually, you can fill yourself so much with with shallow that actually you don't go into the depths where actually the shallow is drowned. Mm-hmm. There are um, there are things when you when you go into the deep, even in the in the natural sea, there are things oh, that cannot yeah. survive really low down. There's only mm-hmm. so far I can get down mm-hmm. into a swimming pool without my ears being like crushed in pressure mm-hmm. and I and it reminds me of those moments that you come into like many times it's like at conferences mm-hmm. uh, like soul Survivor or the ramp conferences yeah. and you are immersed in the presence of God and you've been immersed for days mm-hmm. like the last day is like if something ain't been killed yeah, of the yeah, flesh yeah, yeah. the last day it will go yeah, yeah. <laughs> because the presence of God is like is like a deep that takes you, Mm. it is like a depth that pulls you in Mm. that actually crushes and doesn't tolerate the things of the flesh Mm. in you. And that's why many Mm. times we come Mm. into like a worship meeting and and the things of sin and the things that we struggle with, suddenly they feel like nothing. Mm. Like five minutes Mm. ago, (laughs) I was like, this was the biggest thing of my life and I couldn't let it go. Mm. I couldn't let this relationship go. Mm. I couldn't stop playing this game. I couldn't stop watching these movies, watching pornography, watching Mm. this, watching that. Uh, or I couldn't tell the secrets of my sins. Mm. And many times, actually, when when you when you live in in sin or however you want to say it, the the power of the sin is often in the secrecy. Mm. You know, yeah. you you confess yeah. the Bible says confess mm-hmm. and then you Let other be people bed. lay hands mm, that you mm, may mm. be healed, and it, it is healing confessing. But suddenly yeah. you go into the presence of God, and that secret sin that you thought was the worst thing that could never yeah. be spoken out loud, you confess into your youth leader, you <laughs> confess yeah. into your pastor, and and it's just like it's nothing, and you just in tears, like how could I have even been able to hold on to this mm. when because you're in this place that has been soaked in deep, yeah. <laughs> mm. and and then actually even when you come out of it.
1: It's it's like you actually need to keep mm, yourself yes. in the deep. Yeah, mm. that's so good, Becky. And I think there's so much just hope that we can reiterate from that point of mm. like Paul said, we're all sinners. Mm. There's not there's not a saint. I mean, even James Ladron himself. I love the stories, <laughs> you know, she's it's like you think of these mighty men and women of God, whoever you admire in the kingdom yeah. of God. They are still sinners Mm -hmm. saved by grace, Mm -hmm. sanctified by the work of the Holy Spirit, by the Mm -hmm. word of God, and Mm -hmm. on a journey of maturity. And Mm -hmm. it's things like the corporate presence of Mm -hmm. God, Mm -hmm. our personal pursuit of God, the reading of the word, fasting, prayer. These are the agents of sanctification that then began to renew our mind change our appetites, bring Mm -hmm. hope, uh, give us divine empowerment to snap the cords to deliver us, to Mm -hmm. open the prison door, so then we can start walking in a completely different Mm -hmm. way, a completely different direction. And Mm -hmm. I just think there's so much, you know, where we have... um, Vain desires. Like maybe we're maybe maybe it's not gaming. Maybe it's like an obsession with social media. And maybe yep. everything yep. that we post is just got this seductive flavor mm-hmm. and, and right. it's something little like that that's mm-hmm. so culturally accept mm-hmm. acceptable. But it's in many ways it's it's beneath sometimes that high calling that right. we have as representatives yeah. of God that are meant to not live our lives pointing people to us, but pointing yeah. people to Jesus yes. and yeah. his holiness. These even these things is, as we walk with God, mm-hmm. He begins to purify and change. Mm-hmm. Mm. And renew our mind and renew our attitude. Mm. If we're committed to the journey with him, right. you know, if mm. we're willing to put our trust in mm. his love for us mm. and follow him these little steps at a time, mm. walking with mm. him. I love it even in 1 John, it says, you know, as we walk with him, mm-hmm. our love grows more perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're it's cleansed good. from our sin. Yeah. You know, just this walking. And you think about mm. some struggles that a toddler had, mm. they just grow out of. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just grow out of some struggles because you're committed yeah. to the process of submitting mm-hmm. to the Holy Spirit one day at a time and I love I find it very hopeful to yeah. look back over my life and think about the things that I struggled with yeah. when I was a new Christian that in the mm-hmm. struggle I never thought I could overcome. Mm-hmm. And, and just desperate, like responding to every altar call, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, every prayer time. It's like, God, please, the thorn in mm-hmm. the flesh, it's killing me. You know, whatever this <laughs> yeah. is, yeah. like, I'm, I'm going under. And, yeah. and I remember little things, you know, the Holy Spirit would do. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'd be at an altar call and the Holy Spirit would say, just dance like you're completely free, like this well, mental yeah. struggle is yeah. over. Well, Sometimes yeah. I'd be in prayer and it'd be the Holy Spirit just mm-hmm. saying, I want you to read Psalm 18. I want you to just see yourself just obliterating this mm-hmm. battle in your mind. So good. And these little texts that would bring me hope, that would keep me on this journey, of yeah. becoming who God has called me to be yeah. and and those little things those little moments of, yeah. of hope those little moments of victory that remind yeah. us that the enemy doesn't stand a chance mm-hmm. if we're committed to just mm-hmm. keep walking with Jesus you yeah. know and just keep obeying the righteous stumble mm-hmm. but they get up right and right. they and they keep moving they keep mm-hmm. moving mm-hmm. and I remember when we were um, young and we were on a ministry trip and we had um we're just a bunch of new new I mean 20 18 17 year old you know mm-hmm. people and and um and one one of our guys you know he was he just come out of the world and he was just like so in love with Jesus but the the battle the Roman seven yeah. battle of like what I want to do I can't do and what I want you know that that is like so <laughs> I do what I don't him, want to do so real in him and he he got up to preach this little word and he just says you know what this is where I'm at God I'm gonna live for you or I'm gonna die trying. <laughs> oh. And it's just like this purity of heart. Like sometimes in the struggle, you're like, God, I'm committed to purity. I may die trying, but I am (laughs) committed. I am committed to purity. To be headed in this direction, yeah, yeah, yeah. and to trust the work of your spirit, which is also so important, because mm. we can get overwhelmed if we think about everything we have to grow out of or everything yeah, we can yeah, perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It can become this self reflection that leads to despair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So I think I think one thing that really helped me when I was, especially as I was a new believer and I was growing in Christ, is I would I would memorize not just the parts of Scripture of saying you know this is the way to walk and this is how to behave, but I would also memorize the Scriptures like God is faithful to complete what He has started. Mm. In in you. Yeah, yeah. I'm memorizing of the verse in Philippians 2. God is working in you, giving you mm. the power and the desire to do what pleases him. Mm. Because we need this revelation that although we're doing our part, there is a mm. part that God does. Yes. Yeah. And we've got to have confidence in yeah. his part. Yeah. And he's committed. He's not He's not impatient. We Mm. give up on ourselves. Like we we have the the patience of like a toddler, right? (laughs) We try and we we fail and we're like, forget it. I can't do it. I can't do it. You know, it's over. (laughs) It's all, you know, and God sees our whole life and God is outside of time and he sees our whole growth track. Yeah. And he's got hope, massive Mm. amounts of hope for his kids. Mm. And he can look at us in the struggle and he can look at us in immaturity. And he just says, let me take you by the hand and just keep walking with me. Just walk with me, walk with me, walk with me. Keep coming to the altar, keep praying, keep yeah. fasting, keep getting in the word, keep yeah. repenting, keep yeah. confessing. And I will lead you so to that place of freedom that yeah. I've promised mm. you.
0: Yeah, mm. I, I would love to even ask you both to speak into the importance, because we know the, we've talked about, touched mm. a little bit on the importance of reading the word and mm. repentance and prayer. Um, but I'd love, because I know that it's been a topic the Ramp Church, com- the importance of community. Mm-hmm. But I'd, I'd love for you to even comment, even from a, like a Nazarite school mm-hmm. perspective mm-hmm. with your prayer partner, being accountable. Mm-hmm. I'd love I'd love y- you both That's to great. speak into the accountability, the power of it, mm-hmm. the need for it and the struggle. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Anna, why don't you start?
2: Yeah. um thinking about that time with Nazarite school and even now how my um, communities of people have like changed over the years. I think one of the biggest things that brings hope is being surrounded by people who want the same thing, who mm-hmm. who are committed to walking this life with Jesus mm-hmm. and to being surrendered to the Holy Spirit and yeah. um, to pursuing purity in a way that um, is audacious, but beautiful at the same time. I think yeah. like that adds so much strength to like your soul. And, yes, yes, and I remember yes. like being younger and just, not having that around me and just feeling like I was a little bit crazy to be honest like and feeling a little bit like what's wrong with like either me or them I'm not really sure but something's not right and coming into a space like Nazarite school like one like basically Nazarite school is like a group of people who are just like dedicated to consecration Um, and but it was also just like this like wow this is what it can look like to walk with Jesus and I love you know what I love about prayer is I love all the praying like aunties and grandmas who have been doing it for decades and decades and mm-hmm. just watching them like in the Nazarite school finish like a shift in the hospital and then come straight to Nazarite school to pray from like 10 till 2 and just get up and go to another shift and I'm just like oh my goodness like there's something in you that just stirs something Mm, that that just stirs something like Mm -hmm. like even if you're like right now I can't see where I'm at and I don't I'm struggling with like this DVD situation but you've got before you these people who have gone ahead of you there is power to overcome right there's power to overcome whatever you're going through Um, and then you get to just like follow in the slipstream as well and Mm. um, so much power in, in in community in coming together doing it together to confessing Two friends, like my struggle here is like really hardcore and them saying and them not just being like, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. God's grace. God's goodness is love. All true. But also being like, yes, he's called you to hire and I'm mm-hmm. with you and I'm going to mm-hmm. go with you. Yeah. I'm going to pray with you. We can we can fast together. Even if you don't want to fast, yeah. I'm going to fast. Do you mm-hmm. want to fast? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. OK, I should fast. You know, people who are just like cheering you on on the mm-hmm. pursuit of, of like of him, of Jesus in such a focused way has, has changed my life, like completely yeah. changed my life
0: what were some of the the questions that because you Mm. did I I don't remember as well but but there were some questions and and some things that needed to be answered and things you did as prayer partners and held each other accountable Mm -hmm, to can mm -hmm. can you remember any of that yeah so we
2: actually made the we made the Nazarite like vow or a a version of it um and Mm -hmm. so we were um looking at where in our lives we would give up something um that was a weight so in in relation to the whole giving up not mm-hmm. drinking anything that was made from like grapes or wine so and um, something that's maybe not terrible like it's not like mm-hmm. bad but actually it's a desire that maybe we don't need to have in our lives um and then we were things that brought death into our lives so mm-hmm. really just making this commitment for those 10 weeks mm-hmm. of like actually these are things i've maybe negotiated with like they're not Mm -hmm. massive sin in my face sin but they i've negotiated with them and then making a commitment to somebody who's going to hold you accountable i'm just going to let go of all of this for 10 weeks because i feel like Mm -hmm. i can commit to that and let's just see what happens and they would ask you every week and they would pray for you throughout the week Mm -hmm. and add strength to you and if you kind of like failed a little bit there was like no condemnation but like a real like putting courage back into your soul again and the amazing thing is like i'm just thinking about it as we're talking is that fasting I didn't understand fasting until like four or five years ago I didn't grow up in a church that really like helped me understand certain things and um, mm-hmm. so a lot of things I was like I'm just gonna do this because it's in the bible and these people seem trustworthy so I'm gonna like yeah. follow and I'm gonna learn right but now like on the other side of a lot of that learning like fasting things that are um, enjoyable but not beneficial um mm-hmm. to the spiritual walk has Change my life again. Mm -hmm. Like things that you think, oh, it's just a small thing. Mm -hmm. Get rid of it. Man, it just detoxes your whole life. Like you think different, you feel different. You seem, you look Mm -hmm. at things different. You pray different. You, you understand God different. The hunger in you for God is different. Like Mm -hmm. so many things are different. And then again, having partners to hold you accountable to your fast. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. important because fasting is really hard. Um, And so even now I'm actually like, just I'm trialing like a prolonged, like um, abstinence from movies and series because it is an area of weakness for me and I actually have to I've made the decision to be like to talk to my husband and be say okay I'm only allowed to watch movies when I'm with you Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. when I'm with somebody and Ah. there's a time where like the other day where I was like, can I watch a movie today? You're not home. (laughs) 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 But, you know, just having that, even that checkpoint to be Mm -hmm. like, I'm actually making a conscious decision on what I'm doing here makes such a big difference. And I found that um, just my appetite for movies have changed. And I -hmm. sometimes turn something on and I'm like, oh, this is not even fun anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like, it's a movie I love and there's nothing necessarily wrong with it. And and I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to do something else with my time. Mm -hmm. And I just turn it off. Something in me has changed. Through the help and the courage of accountability and fasting. So
0: yeah, one one thing I loved about the Nazarite school, the partnership, right? It's great training ground for killing your pride (laughs) 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 because because you can say some challenging things to each other, and mate, sometimes you can argue it out, Mm -hmm. and it's like, uh, and you can have those moments of how dare you say that to me? But (laughs) but because you're committed and you're accountable in this, you're kind of like. You have to you have to hash it out and be like, Well actually I'm glad you dared. <laughs> okay. I'm glad I'm glad you dared say that to me. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. glad you brought that up with me because because actually I needed it. Mm-hmm. And that and that is so powerful in community that when you are committed mm-hmm. in community, you might have good arguments, bad arguments. Um, mm. Especially around, but you're pulling each other up, and I and you know the scripture, yeah. iron sharpens iron. I grew up with this really rosy idea of iron sharpening iron <laughs> being this really nice. Oh, iron sharpens iron. We're really great for each other, but <laughs> but sometimes we don't realize that it's not it's not rosy. Sharpening yeah. is a painful process. Sparks fly when you sharpen. Yeah. Iron. Sparks <laughs> fly when yeah. you sharpen That's iron, true. and you can you can <laughs> make sparks. Fly yeah, in yeah. in an amazing way, but also <laughs> in a really in a really awful, but equally amazing way. <laughs> friction, Where, right? Yeah, the friction. friction <laughs> the friction can be real, but it's yeah. important in our growth. And many times we're kind of like, "There's friction here. I'm gonna run away." And actually, I'd love to even open this up to Stacy yeah. because you've talked a lot about this
1: even recently yeah. within yes. our own community. Yes, I think in our culture and our own tendency is we want to keep our egos and our reps intact, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. right? We want to come across better than we actually are. <laughs> this is so true. And so, so God calls us into this biblical community where he yeah. wants honesty and he wants transparent mm-hmm. yeah. transparency and he wants confession and he wants repentance because pride... Pride will lead to our destruction, right? Yeah. Pride is not just like this innocent, like, oh, that's just always going to be there. You know, it's just pride. You've got to live with it. No, pride is God actually resists the proud. Right. Yeah, like, I, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be resisted by God. <laughs> no, thanks. Not the God, when the, not the God that we serve. Not the yeah, this no. God where oh the heavens gosh. and the earth flee from his presence with no place to hide. Like, this God is a holy God. Yeah. And he gives grace mm. to the humble. Yeah. yeah. So community to mm-hmm. me is a necessary way that mm-hmm. we stay humble. So good. It's absolutely necessary for humility. And our default mm-hmm. is always going to be to run from it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it is painful at times and yeah. it is messy at times and it does take work, but mm-hmm. it leads to life. It leads to depth. And, mm-hmm. and when I look back over my friendships, you know, the friendships that are really sweet to me they're the friendships that I've, I've had. We've had the iron sharpened iron. We've had to work through some mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. It doesn't take rocket science for us to get our brains wrapped around that fact. You know, mm-hmm. when you've got history, when you've actually battled through some things with people and you've made it to the other side. You've seen them at their worst. You have a sense of safety mm-hmm. around them yeah. that you don't have with people that you've never had an honest conversation with, you've yeah. never had to work through conflict with, yeah. you've never yeah. had the chance to grow, you've never had to listen to their feedback that's left you crying and feeling like you're just a terrible person. You know <laughs> those, those things, they're, they're really painful yeah. temporarily. But they lead to this rich, satisfying life that God designed us for right. um, of holiness and accountability and being connected so, because we are meant to be a body. Yeah. Yeah. And so we function and we're healthiest when we're connected to a body. Yeah. And we we I think as well as humans and especially as Christians, mm. it's, it's, it's sometimes a bit like perplexing to me how easily we will devalue mm. uh, the people that we put ourselves around. Like, like in pastoral conversations, you know, I'll, I'll be talking to somebody and they'll say, well, they're really struggling. One of my first questions is going to be, well, who are you hanging around? (laughs) You know, are you hanging around people at all? Well, what type of people are you hanging around? What kind of people are you looking at and do you admire? And we, we somehow continue to like disconnect the truth that we are mm. easily influenced by people. Yeah, oh, yeah. So true. yeah. Right? So we we are very easily affected by yeah. the people that we surround yeah. ourselves with yeah. and we somehow just forget that. And so when life gets hard and we think everything's falling apart, it, like, it doesn't cross our brain, like, oh, yeah, like, I well, my friends have all deconstructed their faith. No wonder I'm thinking mm. about deconstructing. Or, or all my close friends mm. have recently been through, you know, mm. the, and we see that they're, and we think that we can somehow mm. not fall into that sin, mm. like Paul yeah. warned us, be very be very careful that you know when of a brother falls into sin that you don't fall into that sin well if all of our closed circle is falling oh gosh yeah. we need to pray for them but we need to find a, a place of strength our yeah, inner yeah. circle needs to be a place of strength so yeah. yeah so don't underestimate the importance of the people that you surround yourself with the strength yeah. that they can bring or how they can just pull you down and take you on a derailed path yeah. um, before you even know it mm. so yeah yeah and
0: i i love how um, I don't know, maybe someone at Bethel was saying, actually looking at your inner circle, there are people who who are more senior pouring into you. Mm-hmm. Then there's your close circle, yes. which is probably, probably one of the most important ones because mm-hmm. they're the people you are more like.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But you want to surround yourself with people who are also pulling you up and you're pulling Mm -hmm. them up Mm -hmm. and then there's the people poor you're pouring into yeah Mm -hmm. and confusing those two groups can be really dangerous if you're surrounding yourself with people Mm -hmm. you're more pouring into so true if you're more surrounding yourself with people who are living in compromise people Mm -hmm. who are Mm -hmm. unbelievers now don't get me wrong i believe i believe in surrounding yourself with those people but actually the people who are primary pourers in mm-hmm. pour mm-hmm. into us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they they have to be strategically chosen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it
0: has to be the Holy Spirit. And and if you don't have those kind of people around you, mm-hmm. then the Holy Spirit knows who needs to be in your life. Yeah. yeah. The Holy Spirit isn't like thinking, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Or, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Are, are you, there's just not the right people around. You know, many times we have so much pride of who mm-hmm. those people are. Cause sometimes sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, medicine don't taste nice mm. uh, and our pride needs to mm. die around the people we actually let around us. Yes. Cause many t- I, I, like I, I've seen it so many times, people just want to be people who pour into other people yeah, yeah, yeah. and kind of don't take it the other way as well. Right. Mm. Like there's pride of, I'm the one who prophesies in this. Re- you can't prophesy back. They don't know how to receive. Yeah. yeah. Don't know how to receive. And, and there's a real pride there. absolutely. So it's, it's so important to even receive the
1: people that the Holy Spirit puts around into your life. Yes. That's so good, Becky, because everybody, like our, our sin nature, even again, going back to pride, we want to be in the position of strength. Right. Mm. Okay. So if we're always the one that's pouring in Mm -hmm. and if all of our relationships are like that, as, as Mm. sacrificial as that can be, it can actually just be like, you're saying a form of pride because, you know, we're the strong helping the weak, but then when we're weak, we need to acknowledge we're weak. Yeah. And we need to have people pouring into us. Yeah. And and there's both and throughout every season mm. of life and mm. even different areas. So there are certain areas where we may be weak and we're having people that are pouring into us strength. Mm. You know, yeah. we need both and and we can't be ashamed of that. No. We can't we can't be surprised by that. Yeah. The fact that we would be surprised mm. that we need to receive from other people is also an indication of pride. Mm. Of what would surprise us that we need a prophetic word? Why yeah. would that surprise us? Yeah. Why would that why would it surprise mm. us that we need somebody to sharpen us? Yeah. You know? That that to me would be a red flag as well, that there's some yeah. pride yeah. lurking. Pride is like body odor. It's usually everybody <laughs> else smells it but, <laughs> but you. Oh, right? No. It's like everybody else can be like, whoa, and you are just like living your life. <laughs> and that's another important thing about community, is because yeah. people can sniff stuff that you can, and they they're trying to help you out. They're trying to help yeah. you out, but we desperately need to take the courage to be committed to each other.
0: And you know, sometimes it takes the humility of being like, Lord, I am willing to be
1: sniffed. (laughs) So true. Yes. Yes. And people will miss it sometimes. You know, Mm -hmm. people will give you a prophetic word that may not be accurate or they may, and there's, that's the risk Mm -hmm. of community. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the great thing is, is you can recover from those things. Yes. Mm -hmm. You can recover. You'll be wounded, but you can heal. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's far better to risk community. And, and occasionally Mm -hmm. you'll have people get it wrong. You will Mm -hmm. still be better off
0: yeah they never
1: making that risk mm-hmm. and never hearing from other voices yeah i loved what you said actually it was in a preach recently
0: you said um something something like that the relationships where the lord puts you mm-hmm. where you are broken and mm-hmm. hurt are mm-hmm. also the places that
1: you will be healed mm-hmm. too yes. where yes. the lord will lead you into brokenness he will lead you yeah, into healing yeah, yeah. too absolutely and that was from hosea 6 where yeah. it's mm-hmm. talking about the um just the nature of god it's hosea 6 it says um Come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn us to pieces. Mm. Now he will heal us. He has injured us. Now he will bandage our wounds. And it goes on to just describe again Israel's journey with the Lord. Yes. And it's like a surgeon, you know, like yeah. if don't ask a surgeon if he's destroying somebody when he's in the middle of the surgery. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's yeah. not done yet. The ultimate end is good. The ultimate yeah. end yeah. is healing. Yeah. Um, you can't you can't get there. off that table right. while you're still cut open. Right. That's right. just yes. detrimental. Yes, absolutely. So hang in there. Healing yeah. will come. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I think I just wanna like speak um two things. One is into like the real like the real pain of like community like the reality is it is really painful isn't yeah. it and yeah. even we speak about all these like really beautiful things and I think it's definitely holding those in- things in mind but also like let's really pushing into that verse of like God really does heal like mm. he really is able to heal and and I think like even for some of like the people who are listening today like that is like really hard to hear like to push into a community right to let somebody speak yeah. vulnerably into your yeah. life and for you to to open yourself to hear what God might be saying through people yeah. is really scary, but it's such a, you know, we are called to be a body and we mm-hmm. are called to be together and we're not mm-hmm. called to do it on our own. Yeah. And it is scary and we can like say, yes, it is. And all of us here have been hurt and have also been healed. And yeah. so for that to be hope, isn't it? When, yeah. when people are listening. um But the other thing I wanted to like just bring up is like, you know, we're talking a lot about real life relationships which we need to do mm. but i'm thinking a little bit about social media and like who um who who you let speak into your life on socials and mm-hmm. what you surround yourself by. I think mm-hmm. the thing that was coming into my mind was, you know, um, when we are surrounded by authentic relationships, we have conversations that maybe we wouldn't agree with, right? And, um, but we commit to that relationship, so we keep going. Yeah. However, on social media, you can just unfollow people. You can just, like, surround yourself with mm-hmm. people who say the things that you think or mm-hmm. have the same ideologies as yeah. you and who really follow. And, and I think just really wanted to highlight that for, like, our viewers, that, it's to be careful of that, like to, to mm. be careful. If everything in your life is agreeing with you, <laughs> then mm. you mm-hmm. may need to like just shift yourself a little bit and mm. just get yourself challenged and allow mm. Holy Spirit to shift you and challenge you. And for you to, to feel a little bit like, Oh, that was a bit uncomfortable. Let me deal mm. with this a little bit. And mm-hmm. um, instead of just unfollowing everything that is, you know, yeah that causes some tension and causes some friction. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: and I think really even about th- committing to diverse views and diverse opinions. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important to have real conversations with people yeah. face-to-face mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, for their own dignity, for their respect, mm-hmm. because yeah. people have such an insane amount of confidence when they're just typing, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, and, they would, and they would never say those things person to person. Yeah. Yeah. So I I feel like just, Mm -hmm. man, I know it may be a bit awkward to, especially for younger people who primarily communicate by typing on a phone, but really stretch yourself to learn how to have an in-person conversation and listen and practice Mm -hmm. non-defensive listening and, you know, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness that Mm -hmm. God desires. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy not to do that on social media because everything Mm -hmm. is so fast-paced and there's not genuine listening. So, uh, especially young viewers yeah. really challenge and stretch yourself to have yes. real conversations yeah. Yeah. in person face to face where you yeah. get the body language i mean 80 percent of communication is body language anyway mm-hmm, so yeah. you you need to push yourself beyond yeah. the screen
0: yeah, yeah. definitely yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely
0: so as we bring this time to a close thank you so much stacy and you thank you, for thank you me. anna for coming to this. It's been such an interesting and amazing and challenging conversation. And Mm -hmm. I pray that you really do take some of these things on, especially in terms of accountability, community, and and be asking Holy Spirit, be prayerful. Actually, what's in my life that, that mm. may be a sweet thing in a dead thing. Yeah. Yeah. What no what good. is the what is the sweet thing that is bringing death yeah. into my life? But we're believing for you that as as you listen and as you're inspired by this conversation, that the Holy Spirit's already doing a work in you and start to ask real questions to yourself. Am I surrounding myself with the with the right people yeah. who will ask the right questions? Will ask the tough mm. questions? Am I have I got people pouring into me? Have I got the right circle of friends? Do I am I mixing the wrong circle of friends? Mm -hmm. Am I the people I'm supposed to be pouring into? Am I taking too much influence from them? And you know what? I really believe that the Lord is going to lead you through a time right now of repentance and rededication and consecration. And Stacey, would you, would you even start
1: us off in leading us in that? Absolutely. Lord Jesus. We thank you that you've brought us together here today and that we've just had this time where we've been able to um, discuss, Lord, what it means to just live the life of purity that we know you've called us to. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you would begin to hover over the hearts of those that are watching. And we give you permission, Holy Spirit, we invite you. Just bring to our attention. Those dead things that we're consuming that are hidden in the sweet thing, Lord, those areas of compromise, those areas where we're negotiating with the enemy regarding Mm -hmm. our purity, regarding our consecration. Lord, we know you want to lead us to life. Mm -hmm. We know there's an enemy of our souls that is out to devour us. So we just call upon the help Mm -hmm. of Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, shine your light. Holy Spirit, bring your freedom. Holy Spirit, bring your hope. We know that your will for us Mm -hmm. is holiness. We Mm -hmm. know that your will for us is freedom. We know that your will for us is to walk the narrow road Mm -hmm. that leads to life. And so, Lord, we just take your hand and we ask, God, that you would just lead us into truth. Lord, where the enemy's brought deception and he's made us believe things are okay that are not okay, Lord, shine your light. Expose the the plans of the enemy, Lord, that we wouldn't be ignorant of them. And Mm -hmm. Lord, we ask that you would even identify relationships, God, that are toxic, Mm -hmm. that are influencing Mm -hmm. us in the wrong ways, that maybe we've been blind to that. And Lord, I pray that you would help us identify the people who are meant to pour into us, the people who are meant to run alongside, Mm -hmm. the people we are meant to disciple. Mm -hmm. We ask that you would bring revelation light, understanding, God, God, into the sphere yeah. of our relationships. Yes. Bring revelation light into the sphere of our entertainment, God, what we do for pleasure, what we do in our free time. Shine yes. your light, God. We give, we give yeah. all yeah. of our free time yeah. to yeah. you, all of our leisure yeah. time. We yeah. say even that, God, can be a holy, mm-hmm. sacred space that we can encounter you in. Yeah. Yeah. And we take it back, God. And we we know that yeah. every part of our life is meant to be immersed yeah. in the Holy Spirit and is yeah. meant to be immersed in this high and holy calling that you've yes. given yes. us. Yeah. Yeah. And so we take it all back, God. Mm. Our social media, the (laughs) pictures that we post, Mm. we say it's all sacred. It is all Mm. usable for you, Lord Jesus. It can all be used to point people to your goodness and your glory. And thank you, Lord. Thank you for taking us by the hand and leading Mm. us forward as we run after you.
0: Yeah, Lord, would you Mm. purify us, cleanse us, Mm. heal us, Lord, where where our, even our senses have been yes, contaminated lord. yes lord by Amen. the patterns of this world by sin Amen. by compromise lord where we have found something sweet in something dead lord yes, but it has brought destruction into our mindsets into our thoughts Lord into how we hear things the way we speak Lord would you bring a healing and a cleansing to that right now Lord would you bring a deliverance to us right now in the name of Jesus where we are addicted and drunk in the things of this world and the things of entertainment Lord, in, in the patterns that we live our lives, Lord, I pray that mm-hmm. even where there are patterns in our lives of how we live, how we do things, how, how we do our time, Lord, I mm-hmm. pray that you even break that and just give a heavenly order yes, yes, to yes, our yes. lives, Lord, where we are living Jesus. in disorder, yes, where we are walking Lord. around the shallow and staying around there. And yes. Lord, I pray that you take us into the deep, that actually mm-hmm. the things that the things of the shallow that won't survive in the deep, just begin to disappear, Lord. Yes. God, the the frustrations and, Lord, I, I just even pray for the people who are like who are just like, Lord, I do the things I hate to do. Mm-hmm. I, do I don't I do do the things I know that I should do and I want to do, but I just do the things that I hate to do. Lord, I just pray freedom yes, right freedom, now, Lord. I pray that you just bring your, freedom. Freedom. you just shower them in your presence and just bring yes. a deep deliverance. And I just pray yes. that, Lord, lifestyles are impacted so, and changed, yes. Lord. And I'm even getting a picture of people in the bedrooms right now, just on the, on the pillows. I just feel like some of you even need to pray over your rooms, mm-hmm. ask Holy Spirit, what do I need to get out of this room, that actually yes. this room is a consecrated place for dreams, for visions, for times with you, Lord. I feel like the Lord is even oh, setting some people free, men, women, from even patterns of masturbation where yes. there's been struggle there. Yes. I just pray over the atmosphere of your room that it be cleansed yes. right now yes. in the yes. name of Jesus that actually it's filled with worship it's filled with prayer it's filled with it's filled with healthy thoughts and conversations, mm-hmm, Lord. And I just pray that people's dream worlds are invaded with messages from heaven, yeah. Lord. I just pray that it is such an open heaven over yes, people's dreams. Yes. Like, it's like Jacob's ladder, angels ascending and descending yeah. with the things of heaven carrying messages and carrying visions and dreams, Lord. I just pray, Lord, for, for such freedom over people's yeah, dreams exactly. and mindsets in the name of Jesus.
2: Yeah, Father, I thank you that um, you always call us higher. Yeah. Thank you, Father, that you don't leave us as we are, Mm. that you have, like, this amazing life for us to live with you in such close intimacy and relationship with you, God, and you even show us how, and that your spirit gives us the strength and Mm. prompts us and guides us. I thank you that none of this is on our own, that you even, like... Came up with the amazing idea of church and of yeah. community to be able to walk together this journey. Lord, we just pray for those who are who are, have been hurt by church community, who have been hurt in relationship. God, who are yes. even just sat here, and so much of the, them is just screaming like, "I can't go back." You don't yeah. understand the pain, mm. Lord. I just ask that your Spirit would come
1: yes.
2: and that you would meet our brothers and sisters where yes. they are, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And that you would heal those wounds, God, as they open up those parts of their lives, those parts of their hearts to you again. Lord, that you would come and do um, what only you can do. That you would come and bring life where there has been dead dead places and dead things. That you would come and bring renewing where there has been pain and hurt. Lord, that you would come and just... um, that you would encourage their hearts, Lord, that Mm. there is um, a reality of what you have spoken about in your word, that you, God, do have a community and a space where they are loved and can come into relationship with others. Mm. God, I pray, Lord, that you will build them up again, um, just bit by bit, brick by brick, step by step, Lord, Mm. and that they would even look back in a year's time and find themselves in a place that they never imagined, God, Mm. being in relationship, in community, in church, loving the body, loving the bride, understanding their value and place within the, the body of Christ. Yeah. Father, I pray that you would bring in all of, all of those who are stranded and alone in this moment, God, who are unable to actually continue their walk of purity alone. God, that you would just bring them in, Lord Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God, that you have just such an amazing like, design yeah. for us to, yes. to do this together um, and to not go it alone. Yeah. So, Lord... Amen. We ask for your healing, we ask for your divine orchestrations of relationships and just kind of like conversations that will bring people back into church relationship, into relationship with a community of believers. And and Lord, I just I thank you that I can testify in my life that it is possible that you you do sometimes bring us into places where we're wounded, but God that you always heal, yes. that you never leave us wounded, yes. you never leave us broken and in despair, that you God always yes. restore, you always redeem, yes. you always bring us back into that into the place of wholeness, God. And and it is always for your glory, it is always for the outworking of your kingdom in our lives and in the lives around us. It was it's always worth it. Mm. Lord, we thank you that you are so worthy of worship and a life consecrated towards you, God, and for you and to you, God. And and I pray, God, that there will be such specific action points that are taken away from just people who have been listening, Mm. and that lives will be different, God, Mm. by your power, in your name, in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. And if you have not had the pleasure of getting your hands on one of these books, you can order them from prayerstone.org. You can get it on Amazon. It's called Life on Fire by James Aladarine. My hubs. <laughs> <laughs> so a big a big message behind this book, which is you know so much of what we've even been talking about, is the fact that actually many times what binds us and what we've been struggling with isn't what defines us, mm-hmm. but actually it points us towards... Our calling of what so we're good. called to take down. Come on. So and I am not going to spoil the ending of this book, but that's basically that's a powerful, awesome. it's yes. a powerful gist of the book. And I really want to encourage you to get it if you haven't already. Yes. And if you do have it, read it again. I really buy believe that, friend. yeah, buy it for a friend. <laughs> and, and you, you will, you, we all know someone who this book is going to impact. Absolutely. And yes. I, I really believe that it's going to impact so many people. There are so many different topics covered in this book that I believe that that I believe that are just so full of grace and empowerment to overcome and also see yourself in a different
1: way, see yourself as a warrior rather than a victim. I think, if I can just insert, I think this is a great book for parents to get their teenagers. It's a great book for youth pastors. to get. It's not just for adults who are, it's for teenagers as well, can Mm. glean so much from this book. so. Mm, So good.
0: Yes, so do join us again. I'm sure we'll be doing another of these soon. And please do appreciate these amazing ladies, Stacey Reisa, Pastor Stacey Reese, she's our pastor, um, <laughs> and you, uh, the amazing Anna Tran. And Woo. if you haven't heard of Anna Tran, look <laughs> up on YouTube, I think it's The Raw raw by anna tran and it's an incredible message that she actually preached at a nazarite school i did right <laughs> it was an incredible message and it will impact your life Amen. and i want to say thank you for watching i'm looking forward to seeing you soon bye
1: we hope you enjoyed this prayer storm
0: podcast for more content find us on instagram at prayer storm, all one word and on youtube prayer storm tv